Welcome to the Visitation Podcast, where we discuss solutions to hot topics surrounding child custody, visitation, and parental alienation. The purpose of this podcast is to offer tips and tricks on how to successfully navigate high-conflict custody battles and discuss how to avoid argumentative situations that can hurt the child. We want to hear from you. If you stay tuned to the end of this podcast, we answer one question from our listeners. To submit your questions, send a message to us on Twitter at VisitationPod. And now, with over five-plus years of experience and knowledge in navigating a high-conflict custody battle, your host, Nicole Daniel. Nicole Daniel. Hello, and thank you for listening. My intention is for this podcast to reach listeners like myself who had no clue at the beginning of their high conflict custody battle on how to proceed. And even if this is the first and only episode you listen to, I hope you take something away from this that can help your specific situation. So let's get into it. Today's episode is about how to cope with losing custody of a child. Now, this has to be the most heartbreaking thing any parent could ever experience. I mean, if this has happened to you, I just want to say hang in there. I know from experience that it gets better. It may not feel like it right now, but take it from me uh, in my personal experience. Not only do things get better, but what's happening right now is not permanent. It doesn't have to be. Just because you lost custody doesn't mean that you're a bad parent. And to be honest, I wish I had someone to tell me this when I was going through my situation. But if you don't hear it from anyone else, you are doing your best. You've done your best. Now is the time to show your child how strong you are and how to how strong you love them. Because now the fight is on. And I say that figuratively, please. But whether it's a mental or an emotional fight, you have to keep going. Like, what are you going to do? Break down and not not be able to take care of your children, the other children that you may have. And if you have no other children, what? Break down and not be able to take care of yourself? That's not good. That is not good. So that brings me to the first point I want to make. And that is come to terms with what has happened so you can move forward. Keep in mind, I'm not saying move on. Don't forget about it. Don't run under a rock and hide your face from the world. No. All this means for you is that the way in which you communicate with your child according to the parenting plan or visitation schedule has changed. You should read that parenting plan. It's your guide or Bible, if you will, on how, when, and where you're going to see your child. See, I'm telling you this, and you may know this already, but I'm telling you this because if you're anything like me, when I got my parenting plan, I didn't even know what a parenting plan was or parenting time. I didn't even know what it was. I I remember what the judge had said about my visitation and I went off of that, but that was not the smart thing to do. So just because you hear what the judge is saying, they don't remember that. It's important to get it written down, what you can do with your child, where you can go, how often can you see them? 
And when I did that, I found that I had more opportunities, rights, and available time to spend with my child than I had originally thought. But see, I didn't get the opportunity to sit down with the mediator to negotiate visitation. But this step right here, come to terms so you can move forward, happened, I want to say, six to eight months after court. And that's when I began to take accountability and read that parenting plan. And when I realized that, I began my fight. Now, I know my situation is not exactly like yours, but I want to add that if you are dealing with parental alienation, visit my blog on visitationinfo.blogspot.com. I have an article called, What is Parental Alienation? I urge you to read that article to protect yourself and your child, especially if you're being kept away from your child. And from that alone, the custody ruling can change. The custodial parent is supposed to help foster a healthy relationship between you and your child, not prevent you from having one. So yes, you can read the article or you can listen to episode five, which is the next episode. Also, while I'm mentioning other helpful episodes in the best interest of the child, episode six discusses how to communicate with your ex. I think these are hot topics when it comes to divorce and separation or custody arrangements and court proceedings regarding parentage. But I think these episodes, these articles will help you to move forward after losing custody of your child. With that being said, my next point is a substantial change of circumstances. Wait, even before that, if you lose custody and you do not agree with the outcome, guess what? You can file an appeal. See, that's something else I didn't know when I began my custody battle. I did some research on the state of Georgia and I found that once the judge rules in a custody case, you have 30 days to file an appeal. I did not know this. Okay, I hope that tip is something you did not know also. And just from hearing it now, you have the motivation, the, the will, the wherewithal to go file your appeal. If this just happened to you, it's not too late. So, okay, a substantial change of circumstances. Most courts won't make a change to the original custody agreement within a set period of time, say, uh, the time frame varies by state, okay? But normally between one and two years is common. So here are some things you can do to cope things I did that I found really helps, okay? Find a hobby, get help from online support groups, talk to a therapist. And I say be careful with this because as poor mental health, this can actually be used against you. So make sure just, I'm not saying anything bad about therapy or therapist. I think it's a process that works. Just be sure to get the help if you truly need it. If you're really having or really struggling with moving forward okay therapy can work wonders but sometimes just talking confidently with a close friend works too communicate with your child and take care of your physical health now again looking over the parenting plan or the parenting time or whatever your state calls this particular setup the time you're spending with your children when you look over that paperwork take full advantage of all you have okay and take care of your physical health Right. I have a TikTok where I began my fight and I just started working out. And as I worked out, I focused on my desired outcome. Just moving my body helped me tremendously. It helped the chemicals in my brain. Just everything started to click tremendously. So that's why I'm suggesting this and everything I'm suggesting I've done, including therapy. 
So now you've reached the end of this episode. So without further ado, a question from one of our listeners. On TikTok, a guy mentioned to me that parental alienation happens to men frequently and it's ignored because it does not affect the women. I did some research on that. And according to an article on sharedparenting.com, a recent study found where 13.4% of parents and their children have been victims of parental alienation behavior. And nearly half of these were severe cases. It also goes on to say alienating behavior is extremely harmful to children. As one leading researcher noted, the existing research suggests that alienated children and parents suffer many negative outcomes. These can include psychological disorders such as anxiety, depression, substance abuse, and even the contemplation of or attempted suicide. Declines in academic performance among children and decreases in work productivity of parents can also occur. I agree that it does happen to men more frequently, but it doesn't only happen to men. Okay, I am working on figuring out the exact figures of men versus women. I have not done that yet. But good mothers lose custody every day. I'm prime example. Not to say, woe is me, but to say, here is a situation in my life that has been presented. And how did I handle it? Transmutated that energy, baby. And here I am. I think what the real question is, is how often do men take the initiative to try and prove alienation in court? And how often do you see men fighting for custody? How often does that actually happen? As a matter of fact, if you're a man and you went to court to fight for custody due to parental alienation, please, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to interview you on my podcast. How did you win your case? What happened? Let me know. I'll write an article called When Fathers Fight for Custody, What to Do. And maybe you can help other fathers fight for custody so we can uh, end this stigma of only men uh, have to deal with parental alienation. Okay, so that's all my time for today. Thanks for listening. This is Nicola Daniels wishing you the best in the rest of your week. Be well.